So thanks a lot for the for the invitation. Just just want to say it again, and um, it's great to see many familiar faces on this call. Um, so I, as a decision theorist, I decided to be very pro provocative, I guess. And um, I guess the main point of what I want to say is that organizations and policymakers do not actually have data problems; they have decision problems, and if for some unknown reason, all data disappeared from the surface of the earth, we would still have decision problems. And if we had all the data in the world, we would still have decision problems. We had them for centuries and we'll still keep having them. So, um, so data in a sense is only means to solve problems and uh, data can help, but it can also hurt. So that's why we often talk about data pollution uh, in our group at the Alan Turing Institute. And um, the important thing is that whatever data we have, this data has to be fit for purpose, right? Um, data propagates through the entire supply chain and how we collect data through mining of experimentation actually matters. And um, I guess uh, what uh, kind of to make a logical step from what Tom was talking about, um, we see a lot of kind of fishing expeditions in analytics. Um, you know, many companies think, oh, let's just do some A-B testing or let's just mine some data, collect all data that we've got and see what, what conclusions we can draw from the data. But um, it doesn't actually work like that anymore. Um, it is really important to create this powerful synergies between traditional sciences, which help us formulate hypothesis, provide this hypothesis, and data science, which is essentially is uh, a service and, and it serves the purpose of testing these hypotheses. And in behavioral data science group at the Alan Turing Institute, we um, obviously draw on behavioral science. It doesn't have to be behavioral science, uh, so you can also draw on other disciplines. Um, and we are concerned with um, uh, three aspects in the modern analytics. It's uh, human behavior, algorithmic behavior, and systems behavior. And we're look, looking not only at how individuals and organizations make decisions, but also at how algorithms are making decisions and how systems of humans and algorithms are making decisions. So this is extremely important to us. And um, um, we... Uh, do realize that you know data is um, uh, high quality data is very scarce. Uh, an example I often use is that we've recently with, with one of my friends uh, mined a, a 40 million uh, um, uh, observation data set, and by the time we cleansed it, we uh, ended up with 20 observations that we actually could use. And obviously, you cannot derive any conclusions from 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 that. Um, so what are the benefits of this third-generation analytics that I'm talking about when you're segmenting your um, uh, your your populations uh, in terms of um, you know human algorithm algorithms and systems? Um, well, the example that I want to uh, I, I want to talk about in particular is the example of understanding risk in the current environment. And if we look at uh, recent situ uh, recent situation with COVID, uh, last year we've all experienced shortages in supermarkets. Um, so we, we didn't have toilet paper or hand sanitizer, these types of things. And um, um, you know, the, 
this actually showed us that under normal circumstances, when everything goes to plan, we have a pretty good idea about what people do, what are uh, the variables that we're looking at when, when we're talking about demand. But if something extraordinary happens, we have no idea. And data in itself, in that, in that sense, is not going to help us. We're talking about unknown unknowns here, right? Um, another another example. So that's another project. So so in terms of you know understanding better understanding um, what people buy and how they make these decisions at Housing um, Institute, we currently have a project where we're looking at complements and substitutes. So we're trying to analyze and formulate hypotheses of, of about what you know what people do in case there is a shortage of something. Right. So if there's a shortage of uh, hand sanitizer, are they going to buy, I don't know, sanitizing wipes, right? And can we predict uh, what is going to happen such that when there is a failure in supply chain, we can actually trace it and anticipate it better. So another example uh, that I can give you um, um, is a project that we have on QR codes, as you know, in not in, only in the UK, but in many other countries, QR codes and checking in uh, with QR codes is highly encouraged, um, but um, you can easily disrupt uh, QR codes uh, when we talk about cybersecurity uh, issues. So you just need to substitute QR codes with some malicious QR codes to actually create a cybersecurity attack. And normally people understand, for example, phishing emails pretty well, but they don't understand QR codes very well. That QR codes could could um, uh, could be um, a risky a risky thing to use. So. Um, so we are living in this world of unknown unknowns and just having data doesn't help. What helps is having hypothesis uh, about this unknown unknowns. And that actually helps us formulate a better strategy of how we should use experimentation and data mining to solve important decision problems. That's me. Thank you. <laughs>